great. So far, so good? Yeah. Fantastic. I'm the last one, so I'm the dessert. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about neuromarketing. But before, I need to tell you a little bit more about myself. As you can hear from my accent, I'm French. And uh, would you like to know something about me? Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that's one of my clients who's very enthusiastic. Um, so my name is Flavella, and I came 16 years ago to London, and I didn't speak a word of English. And I came because I wanted to... I came for my studies. I was doing a BA in economics and law and a BA in marketing and communications. And I fell in love with the city, the vibe, the people, and, and that's what really attracted me to uh, stay in London for such a long time. I worked in oil and gas, and I got a bit tired of uh, being with 50-year-old men with suits, and I wanted to talk to younger people. No offense to older people. I like everybody. <laughs> Please don't take it the wrong way. And, uh, and I love fashion, as you can probably see from my outfit. I love to dress. So I decided to become a fashion stylist, and, um, and, I, and I worked with amazing people who were either trying to get a better job or were in a great position, but didn't know how to really present themselves in a better way. So what's what we call personal branding. And naturally, I got tired of it. <laughs> and, uh, and I say, wait a minute, I can transform that knowledge into a course. So my knowledge became now an online training platform. And I moved away from personal branding to brand, businesses. And there's a difference between having a business and having a brand. People are really good at what they do. But when it comes to explaining their value, that's why they struggle. So you can, go to a, you can go to a coffee shop or you can go to Starbucks. So that's not the same thing. I'll tell you a little story. I was in Mexico a couple of years ago with my brother. My brother and I would love to travel and do crazy stuff. So we're out in Cancun. We're like, okay, great. What are we going to do first? And we see this great queue of people queuing, thinking, like, what? What? what's going on? What are they looking for? And they're all waiting to get a Starbucks coffee. <laughs> and we're wondering, Wow. And that's really reinforced the message of, of brand. You can, if you have a brand and you face too many choices, you're going you're gonna to go for what you know and what you trust. Is that right? Okay. So this is what I do. You see? You heard his voice. I make my clients very happy and I enjoy. I, <laughs> that's what I do. They have a good laugh with me. As you can see, I don't take myself seriously except for my work. And I'm really passionate about their success because when I do well, I can brag about it, you know? I'm French, so we're not very modest for that. So, <laughs> so really, this is what it is. When I do good, and we take them on a journey of asking the questions that are uncomfortable. And sometimes, thinking, oh, I've never thought about Flavella. And I say, well, that's great. That's what I'm here for. And I really see myself as not just as I work for them, but I work with them as if, as if I'm an, an extension of their business. And that's very important. So I'm going to show you how it looks. I'm going to not pitch you too much, but really start with a strategy. How do you distinguish yourself in a busy, saturated market? So you need a good brand and communication strategy. Then when you have that, you need to look beautiful. So you need a great design. You need a great web presence because people always check, check you out online. Then when you have these two elements, the last part is obviously what you guys are good for. It's marketing, social media. How do you now reach your prospect so they decide to work with you and nobody else? But we do it differently. We use neuromarketing. We use neuroscience. So I'm not going to talk to you as a neuroscientist because I'm not one, one <laughs> technically. But I want to talk to you in a very simple manner. So, this guy is a good-looking guy. I choose this photo. I know him. Does, does anyone want his number? No, I'm kidding. I don't know. 
So, uh, <laughs> that's me. So, yes, so what is neural marketing? That's probably the question you're asking. Does everyone ever heard of neural marketing before? Raise your hand if you have. Okay, you have. Okay, good. It's three numbers. So, that's what you asked me. And basically, neural marketing is about uh, the science of consumer behavior in a very simple manner. So, biometrics, neurometrics, and psychometrics. 300 billion. What does that mean? What do you think? That's a lot of money. I can buy a lot of shoes with that. But that's the amount of money which is wasted on marketing because people do it the wrong way. Uh, that's every single year. That's a lot of money. And the reason why is because most of the time we believe or rely so much on the wrong information or our customers are giving us the wrong information and then we try to market on that and sometimes it's not effective or sometimes we're making assumptions. You know, whatever it is... In, personal relationship or business relationship, we love to make assumptions. That's probably the biggest mistake. And I always say to my clients, do not guess. We have to make sure we're 100% sure about that. Yes? So let's go back in time and talk about what things have changed. Because things have changed with marketing. So before that, anybody heard about the golden circle? <coughs> yes? Raise your hand. Yes? So, so I'm going to ask a question. Raise your hand if you know what you do. What your company does, if you do something, okay. I, will, I hope everybody does know. <laughs> I was like, raise your hand if you know how you do it differently. Okay. And now I'm going to ask you the last question. Raise your hand if you know why your company does what. Okay. And that's, that is scary, yes? Because this is probably the most important thing that you need to know is why you do what you do and why you believe in. And if you look at all the biggest companies in the world, Apple, Coca-Cola, Nike, or whatever it is, they always start with a why. And the why is very important, especially in a busy market, because you connect people on an emotional level, and that's very important. So do your why, do your research. If your boss or the founder doesn't tell you why, make sure that you have that somewhere on your website. Be curious. Have a look at the golden circle. Does it make sense so far? Yes? Promise I won't be complicated. So the first part, this is where we were back in the days. You know, people didn't have as many choices as, as now. It was about, the marketing was very much in terms of explaining how things work. You know, the first microwave, the first washing machine, all these things. It was very much about how. Then we move into what? People wanted distinction. They didn't want to have the same product. Yes? Does it make sense so far? Yes? Good. It was about, you know, having more than one pair of trainers. What do you think happened after that? Have a guess. Oh, yes, you're right. <laughs> but in that example, it was pretty much morals. You know, we realized, wait a minute, I'm wearing trainers, and there's kids on the other side of the planet that are suffering for what I'm wearing. I don't want to wear those trainers. So we had to do something about it to change their image. And as you say, it's a why. That's where we move to, where people are pushing for greatness. I took uh, Nike as an example, pushing for greatness and explaining, you know, what's the behind, what's the behind, the purpose, the purpose. That's the word, the purpose of a brand. Where are we now? That's the last step. You should know because you had the speaker talking about that before. Where are we now? The era of social media. You are not so much in control in terms of what the message you do, but your your community. You build a community of customers, not just clients. Your clients now become a community and interact, they influence one another, yes? 
And that's very important. It's probably the cheapest way to, uh, to get clients. When your clients love you, it will tell everybody, everyone about it. If you think about it, when you buy something on Amazon, the first thing that you do is to check online for the feedback. If you see you have one comment, you have 99 five star and one star, you're probably going to doubt about it a bit. Yes, yeah, so, um, probably I should look again something else. So this is the same thing. Yes, does it make sense? Yeah. Do you agree? Yes. Okay. As I say, I'd like to do my presentation of interactive. Are you ready to play? Yes. Okay. So... What I want you to do, yes, I'm going to test your power and control. So with your right foot, yes, because we don't have much space, I want you to, to turn it clockwise as quickly as possible. It's a bit of exercise. So if anybody has an exercise this morning, you see how good I can do with one leg and in high heels. Yes, if you can turn, it, turn your right leg clockwise. Everybody doing it? I don't see many people doing it. I'm watching you. Please do it. Yes. And now with your, with your right hand, draw the number six in the air as fast as possible. What's going on? <laughs> oh. Okay, you can stop. Yes. Yes. Scary, huh? Yes. It's hard. <laughs> That's how much we think that we are in control, but we are not. Yes. So, I have another question. How many brains do you, do you think we have? One, two, or three? Raise your hand if, we think, if you think we have one brain. Raise your hand if you think we have two brains. Okay. Raise your hand if you think you have three brains. Okay, good. Well, technically we have one brain, but this brain is divided in three. Anybody heard about, anybody have seen that before? Neurocortex, limbic system, and the reptilian brain. So I'm going to explain again. I'm not going to be very technical. I want to make, keep it very simple. So the neocortex is also called the new brain. This is a brain that, uh, that you're using right now to learn new skills. This is a brain that basically, let me show it on the screen, that controls your, your imagination, but also question your existence. If you question your existence, why, and, you know, don't, basically allows you to think differently and create. Yes? The second brain, which is a limbic system, and I like that one as well, which is your emotional brain. This part of the brain controls your emotion, your behavior. Either you've already decided if you like me or dislike me. There's <laughs> probably nothing I can do about it. And, uh, or if you, how do you react in different situations, <laughs> yes? After a breakup. <laughs> That's basically how most people feel. That's pretty sad. Look, look a bit like uh, how, we, how the weather makes us feel right now as well. So, yeah, so that's, that's a part of the brain. And the last part of the brain is the reptilian brain, which is, uh, I also like to call it our lazy brain. This is a brain that we use most often. This is a brain that allows to our organs to function, you know, to make sure that we breathe, tell us when we need to eat, when we need to drink water. Just, his job is to protect us, basically. So if in a situation where there's a massive... A bear in front of you, do you decide to fight it or do you decide to fly it? So really, logically, you will go, yes. shouldn't fight, try to fight against a bear. That would be a bad idea. But his job is to keep us alive. So his job is to keep us alive and therefore we do, it will, that's why we call it the lazy brain. It relies on us to do as little thinking as possible so we could make a um, quick decision, decision. So based on what I've told you, which brain, which part of the brain 
do you believe has the biggest impact? So if you think it's the neocortex, raise your hand. If you think it's the limbic system, raise your hand. If you think it's the reptilian brain, raise your hand. So neocortex? Oh, good people. <laughs> limbic system? Okay. Reptilian brain? Okay. So the people who actually say reptilian brain actually won. So the limbic system also has a big impact in terms of how we think. But before that, it's the reptilian brain. So what I'm going to ask you to do another game, I just want you to not read, not read, uh, not, the, not read out the word, but actually read out the color. So you can do it all together. So let's start. Pink. Blue. Fantastic. A plus, everybody. Are you ready to do it again, but faster? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Should <laughs> 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 I do it again? <laughs> That's hard, wasn't it? It's basically you, the different part of your brain fighting be- between what he knows is right, what has been taught, and what you're trying to tell him is different than you. That basically how, how it looks for an effective response to problematic response. Why should you tell him it doesn't make any sense, yes? So you're constantly going to conflict, and most of the time we are making decisions on a subconscious level that we don't know, you know, it could be, you know, an experience that we have, you know, and that's what will influence how we feel, how we engage with the brand. Does it make sense so far? Fantastic. So, as I explained, the reptilian brain has a greater impact on our final decision more than a neurocortex of the limbic system. The limbic system is also important, but not as much as the reptilian brain. So this is where we are right now. Most people, most marketers, when they communicate, they will communicate on a rational level, which is great when you want to attract, but when you want to retain attention of your audience, you need to do more than that. So quick sales, quick orders, that's not going to guarantee the, the loyalty of a client. You need to go further than that. And the relationship that you build with them, you know, to maintain that is very important. I never, you know, I'm French, I never know how to pronounce it. Stimuli or stimuli, please somebody tell me. How do you say stimuli, stimuli? Stimuli, there you go. So <laughs> there's actually six stimuli. If you want to take a screenshot of that, this is very useful when you do your campaign, your next campaign, and I'm going to break it down how to use it. So the first thing is you want to diagnose the pain because we are somehow very selfish people. <coughs> and then you want to differentiate your claim with contrast, demonstrate the gain with tangible elements, and then deliver to the reptilian brain, still using emotion, beginning and end, and visual. I'm going to explain it works. So, I have another story to tell because I like to keep it personal. So, when I was uh, studying and uh, I broke up with my boyfriend, I was like a burrito in my duvet, and I said, you know, the only person that make, can, make, can make me happy is my mother. So, I took a flight. At the time, EasyJet was very cheap, so I took a 30 pound ticket to EasyJet, but I didn't think about the time to get to the airport because it was in Luton and I was literally in Shadwell. It was a bit of a journey. So I arrived in Victoria, and, and, the, and the, co- the last coach to go to Luton has just left. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? I can't stay here. I have to go. I can't stay here. I have to go. So the coach told me, Flavilla, you just have to go and grab a cab. So I didn't think twice. I just jumped in the cab. Try to guess how much was the cab journey. <laughs> 80 pounds. 
80 pounds. I think it was kind. He saw me crying, so he has only asked me for 50 pounds, which was very kind of him. But it just shows you an example of how sometimes, you know, we are emotional and, and we, we have to make quick decisions and we just listen and just do, do what we feel like it's right because we have to quickly make a decision. But what I wanted to show you here is how Uber, the success of Uber, was the fact that they understood the pain. What is the biggest pain when you get a cab before, before Uber? Was how much is going to cost me? When is it going to arrive? Because I don't want to wait. And then what the hell is going to be that driver? Sometimes we all do, I do, you do have some crazy driver, drivers. But this is basically what we present here. It's easy, it's simple. You know, we're very self-centered humans where we want to know what's in it for me. Yes? Yeah? So don't talk about your brand when you advertise. People don't care. They want to know what's in it for me. What, how are you going to make my life easier? Does it make sense? Yep. Yes? And we, yeah, we're all some, to some degree selfish. There's good selfish and bad selfish, but we're looking for a way to make our life better or stay happy if we are already happy. So does your content help someone fix the problem? So you can see everybody want to look like her. It's sunny outside. She has a nice taxi. Come pick her up. She doesn't have to worry about the price. You know, she, know how, she knows how much she's paying. And assist, assist their survival by giving them information that will help them in their job or whatever it is they do. Yeah? So really think as from the point of view of your client instead of you, don't talk about yourself, talk about how you make their life better. I'd like to give you some simple examples that you can use. So you can use you know, testimonials or visual if you are... Anybody does B2B? I mean, just B2C? Yes? So it's great because you can really use, depending on B2C, if you do have a product or a service, really use your clients. It's so easy because if they love you, they'll be more than happy to tell people about you. So testimonials are a great example. Like if you have pizza, you know, ask people to take photos, they target, you know, social media is great. Remember the importance of having a community around your product, around your brand is key and it's cheap. So do it more often. And I always say, like, if you decide to use photo, do not use this kind of photos. Yes? They look so fake. Nobody does this in real life. Yes? <laughs> Literally nobody does this, so please don't do that. Yeah? The next part is tangible. So this is a divorce lawyer. Look at the plate number. How cool is this? Yes? It's pretty cool, yes? You're going to tell me that you can do the job? Show me. Show me the money, yes? I'm pretty sure that she deserves that car. I'm a woman, so... <laughs> so demonstrate the value of your offer. What is the value? Do you understand the value of what your, your, the problem that you are solving? How are you making the life of someone better, yes? If I, have, if I was married and I wanted to get the billion pound of my husband, I would go to the best lawyer if he has proof of concept. So don't forget, people are looking for elements that will reassure them that you've done the job and you're capable of doing it. Does it make sense? Yeah? Cool. I'm going to show another one. This is ketchup. They launched a couple of years ago, a hot sauce ketchup. Can you see on the... I mean, nobody wants to have a sweaty bag, but it's a very explicit way of demonstrating the effectiveness of that product. Yes? Again, you don't have to... You know, if you, nobody would not all have a budget of these big brands, so I'm showing you how you can do it on a budget. Statistics... A really good way, you know, when you think about um, toothpaste advert, they always like to use guys in blouse. I'm pretty sure they are actors. But when you see him, you know, you believe him, no matter the, you know, the jargons that he might be using, you have in this toothpaste C25. I mean, what is it? Because he looks so uh, knowledgeable, we believe in it. 
So think about, you know, visual evidence, graphics, you know, if you have uh, statistics in terms of how, you know, the improvement in the life of your customer, uh, what you've done. And again, photo, we have, you know, visuals that speaks a thousand words. So if you have photos and videos to support that, that's brilliant. Remember that day, they talked about that earlier on about videos, you know, videos are key. And if you do videos, make sure you use subtitles, because I'm seeing a lot of videos, I mean, I don't know if you use LinkedIn a lot, I'm seeing a lot of videos, but there's no subtitles. And sometimes you're on your train, you don't want to play it loud. So make sure that you use subtitles when you do that. Do you guys remember that campaign? It was Lido or... I remember it was Lido or Aldi who did a campaign where they tested people and say, hey, this is a ketchup brand and this is a Lido brand. So people know the you know, well-known brand and the, they didn't know the Lido brand. And they mixed the two. And everybody was in natural say, yes, I want the ends ketchup brand because it's the best and they realized actually they were tricked into thinking that it was another one and they were very surprised so it's a very effective way if you can do that as well like um, testing samples you know if you have a budget do a video it's great an ebook always think from a point of view where you are providing value before you're selling yes if you try to help somebody they're more likely to want to work with you because you've you've tried your best to give to showcase that you are capable of what you do does it make sense? Fantastic. And again, initial consultation, if you want to offer, depending on what you do, initial consultation are a great way to do that as well. I talked about the guy in the blouse. So there he is. We call good guy demonstration. And I took, I'm putting another picture, a bit of hotness. <laughs> it's also good. We talked about PR before, so PR is great as well. If you see a brand in a well-known magazine or you see somebody, you see a brand on TV, you automatically believe in it. It's very... Interesting how the brain works, yeah? Things that we just believe in just based on what we, you know, we've recognized as credible. Everybody knows about him, right? Yes, it's fantastic. Um, contrast. That's a very old campaign. <laughs> Do you remember that campaign? Yeah. What we doing, I guess. It was a campaign that, um, I think it was uh, Mike who did that, and then they played around with it. Contrast. Again, reptilian, reptilian brain likes to recognize this... Um, Contrast, so elements where they have to choose very quickly. So are you a cool guy? Are you a Mac? Yes. Are you a PC, the, you know, the, the, the guy who looks at it last? So think about how can you show contrast between your product and having your product and not having your product. So uh, I don't have it on this slide, but there was a great campaign for uh, lenses. So people wear uh, contact lenses, and you can see how it is to wear contact lenses, their contact lenses specifically, and not having them. And it was beautiful and and uh, clever, simple. So I'm going to give you a couple of examples. So financial outcomes are, are a great way to do that as well. Appearance and freedom. So think about what is, again, something, the value that you're providing. I'm obsessed with value and purpose, yes? People are looking for purpose and value. What's in it for me? And how are you going to demonstrate? How are you going to make my life easier? Yes? Very, very important. You don't speak about anything else but that. Does it make sense? Cool. The next part is beginning and end. As much as I'm talking today, you're probably not going to remember all the information that's been given to you, but what you're going to remember is the information that's been given to you at the beginning and information that's been given to you at the end. So keep always your most important information at the start and, again, your most important information at the, big, at the end. If you look at now, you're going to see differently. When you look at OV, if you watch TV, if you don't watch TV, Look at how they do their campaign. They always present 
you know, the car, and then you go for a journey, and at the end they show you again the car or the logo so you remember, because your brain is pretty much selective. We can't really, it's impossible to remember everything, so that's how it works. So placing the most important content at the beginning is the must, and repeat it at the end, an imperative, pretty much what I just said. Emotion, yes. We all, again, I talked about the, the why. The why is very important, and again, is because we, again, when we're in a situation where you have to make a lot of choices, if somebody exactly like me offer you the same product, you're going to go by emotion. Do I like this person? I like the way she makes me feel. I like she's funny, she's cool, she seems very creative, and so forth. These are the elements that are important. But what's interesting about that, the brain reacts the most towards negative emotion. So if you have something that, you know, especially if you work, anybody works in charity? Yes? So don't be afraid to, be, uh, to bring a bit of sadness to <laughs> people's life to make them feel like they can do something about it, which is very important. So the elements like that. It was a great campaign they've done, um, RS, to show, to get volunteers to come on board, where, you know, we're so somehow used to, you know, catastrophe around the world that we just ignore it. You know, we can do more than that. And that was a great way to show that you can give a like or you can actually go behind it and come and help us. Does it make sense so far? Yeah, good. I like I'm very clear. Surely people don't understand my accent. Uh, <laughs> so visual. Visual, again, visual speaks a thousand words. So think again about a simple way to show, you know, what does your product provide? Whether you're in B2C, whether you're in B2B, Simple is, is great. So that was a campaign by Pepsi when they launched their diet version. I mean, you know, the, light, the idea of having an elephant, which is probably the heaviest animal in the world, to fly, to be so light and, uh, and fly like around clouds. It's a simple and very light way of just showcasing it. Again, you don't have to use all this, the, the six stimuli, but try to use them as, as many as possible. It's sometimes hard, but if you can use at least two or three, I always, I always say three is a magic number, except in a relationship. Yes. That's the only time where you can't do that. But otherwise, it's great for that. Again, another one that was used... Imagine going shopping and you see this at the bottom of your basket. It gets to your gut, to your gut right? Visual, effective. You know, sometimes... That's why provocative, provocative campaign works really well. Even if it's bad or not, people will react and you want engagement. You know, it's brutal and... I'm pretty, sure that, I'm pretty sure something like that would get people to share and say, whoa, last time I, I shot at Isaac's where I saw at the bottom of my basket. Definitely going to do something about it. As I said, I'm repeating the content. So remember, these are the six stimuli. So remember the pain. People are selfish. Somehow they look for information. They look for a way to satisfy uh, the pain that they're dealing with. So again, it comes back to what the ladies before me talked about. You know, you have to understand your customers. And I think one of the biggest mistakes I've seen with... Uh, uh, of companies that they want, to, they want to please everybody. Be selective. People pay more for an expert than a generalist. Yeah, the GP doesn't get pay as well as a surgeon it's for a reason because he has chosen a you know a very specific core of skills and he becomes good at it. So you have to understand exactly what is this client is about and that you talk to them specifically. Include as well. I mentioned that when you do SEO, when you do write content, don't write general content, write very specific content that speaks to your audience. The more people feel like you're talking to them, the more they're likely to be engaged with you. 
Yeah, so we deal with a certain type of companies, so we address, we have communities adapted for them instead of everybody. Don't be greedy, basically, yes? Pick, pick your niche, and you're more likely to also get, attract the same people again and again. Differentiate your claim, yes? What it feels to have your product and not have your product. How, does, how do you improve that against something? And again, tangible elements, you know, statistics. The brand is very simple. Like, if you put all of this in a campaign, you're more likely to have a response very quickly. And again, yeah, retail brand beginning and end, the most important information at the beginning and at the end. And repeat it, you know? It takes seven, do you know that it takes seven times for, um, for a prospect to engage with your brand? Seven times. So if you're advertising and, and do it for two weeks and you don't get a response, that's normal, yes? So don't stop too quickly. So when you, when you do a campaign, do A-B test. Everybody heard about A-B test, right? Yes, of course, good. So you do A-B test, you test it, and leave it enough for them to react. We're working with a client at the moment. If you don't know about you're probably going to like it. It's called the London Dessert Festival. And if, if you go, I mean, everybody loves dessert. So we did a campaign with them, and in less than two weeks, we already have over 1,000 emails because it was very specific. We chose a target audience, millennials, the girls who love to spend time on Instagram. It was very female-focused. But again, I worked really well. And again, same thing now. We're using that audience, that community, to build, to attract more prospects toward us. And again, visual, visual, yes. Supportive with visual. Videos, is, I keep mentioning that video are, videos are very important. If you can't afford to get a videographer, you have your phone. It doesn't take long. You know, like I'm here at this event, I'm sharing about it. Don't be afraid, be active. Remember that the more you are consistent the way you project your message, the more you're likely to be remembered. And that's what happens. Anybody use LinkedIn for social selling? You should. If you know, you should. It's really good. I'm telling you, it's really good. I use it. I get an average of one prospect per week on link, using LinkedIn. Yes? Because, again, I share valuable information. I showcase what I'm doing so they can see me active. I present the results of my clients, and that works really well. People are looking for reassurance. The reptilian brain is looking for you to not die and so not get fired in this case. Yes? So you choose somebody who can do the job. And, again, emotion with purpose it's very important, you know, speak to the mind, speak to the heart, both elements at the, at the same time to maintain brand loyalty. Does that make sense? Fantastic. I'm not done yet. <laughs> I have more. Anybody build their brand around the five senses? No, it is hard, isn't it? But it's an easy way to do it. Ta -da -ta -ta -ta. If I say that, you know it's... McDonald's, yes. So there's different ways of doing it, which are very effective. The more you use the five senses, the more you're likely to remember. It sometimes can be, again, an emotional connection. So the first one, you know, if you think about um, an Apple product, yes, the packaging is always the same. Always the same texture. We're very good at this, yes? If you go into Tiffany, it's always a beautiful green box. You recognize it, yes? So think about how you can maintain consistency. The brain, remember, visual. So keep that as well with those five senses and the touch. The second thing, like if you have, obviously you don't have to have a mascot, but what element can be? It could be a logo. Obviously an example of this could be a logo. We've done it already. Everybody has a logo, for sure. And sweet flavor. There's an Italian brand, and I can't remember the name now, but when you wear their shoes, there's a strawberry flavor inside, which is quite nice. I don't know how the flavor, I mean, the scent stays, stay, but at least when you you know, first open the box, you think about, uh, you smell that. And that's very good. You know, every time somebody can will, will smell the strawberry flavor, they're going to think about that shoe. Could be a good way. There's a lot of brands who actually trademark the senses for that specific reason. 
Any kind of office sense. Anybody, anybody been to a Chanel store? Anybody been to a Chanel store? Yes? So that's the sense of, you know, it's very specific. So you know exactly. So think about, again, if you're in the office, and you don't have, if you don't have clients coming in, but if you have a retail store, probably a good way to do that, be consistent. So Emirates Airline are quite great with that. They've created their own perfume. You probably don't know it, but they have created their own perfume. So every single hostess always wear the same perfume. They don't wear Chanel or anything else. They wear the Emirates uh, perfume. Again, the jingle, as I mentioned, you know, works really well for that. You know, if you have a sound that is associated to your brand, it's a great way, again, to just play with the subconscious mind, yes? Most of the time, we do not make decisions on a conscious level, but we make it on a subconscious level, which is a reptilian brain is trying to make, you have to make a decision very quickly, and that's what it does to you. Does it make sense? Yeah? Good. Anybody heard about colorology, the science of colors? Yes? Anybody heard about, anybody understand the meaning of each single color? Yes? So this is probably one of the, one of the mistakes I've seen. Now we're talking a bit more branding. What I've seen in the past where people choose the wrong colors. So I this gentleman, because I meet a lot, of com- a lot of entrepreneurs who have fantastic ideas. I mean, I'm, sometimes I just wonder why they, they come up with that, which is great. And he said, Flavella, I need your help. I said, okay, <coughs> what's your product? Tell me. So I want to create the first... Um, the first uh, vegan, healthy kib- kebab. I said, okay. <laughs> That's interesting. Why not? And say, look, I've already done my logo. And then his logo was a, a brownish green. Yeah, so if you just think about the color, you see your mind is already thinking about the color. Doesn't it look very fresh, does it? It looks pretty off, yes? So the colors that you choose are very important in terms of how you want to portray your brand. So if you think about it, I'll tell you something. Back in the days... Purple was one of the most expensive dye, and only the kings and the queens were allowed to wear purple, yes? In France, it was blue, so it was a royal color. So certain colors are associated with different, uh, have different meanings. So we, our colors are red for passion, white for trust, and black for professionalism. So you can also use colors to, to align with the values of your brand, yes? So if you think about a certain type of orange, I don't know if this one has it, if you think a certain type of orange can be mean as cheap, yes? If you think about the orange of, you know, little is yellow and blue, but depending on the colors that you choose, you can either come across as cheap or expensive. So it's not just a green, but it's what type of green, the different tones that you use. So most of the healthy brands will go into the green, blue colors. So if you are a brand with water, you probably want to go into the blue waters. The luxury brand go with black, because black is timeless. If you look at every single luxury brand, they're always wearing black, and there's also typical specific font that you need to choose. So you can't just choose any font, so know that. If you think about, if you think about uh, you know, brands who want to, to, want to be associated with passion or being young, they'll go for more brighter colors. So if, I want you to think now. Think about Canary Wolf. Yeah? Does it look, what do people wear? Suits, blue, gray, yes? Because in the banking environment, you know, people expect them to be safe. You know, not make risk for my money. If you think now about a kindergarten, what color do you see? Yeah, yellow, brighter colors, so forth, yes? So think about, like, what, how, can, how do you want your brand to be portrayed? Do you want to come across as modern? Do you want to come across as professional and, and, and I would say rigid, but traditional? Do you want to come across as modern and friendly? So all these elements impact a lot in your brand. Remember when you pick, when you're on the aisle and you have to pick a product, 
you look at the colors first. Does it resonate with what you believe is right, depending on your status? If you are, if you can afford organic brands only, then you go for the brand that really associates with your, with who you are. Does it make sense? Yeah. So far, so good. Was it useful? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. So yes. Yeah, so what I said, I choose brand colors that align with your brand values. Again, we, as our company, we are called Free Colors Bro because. I'll tell you a bit of a story behind that. So always, people always ask me, why is your company called Free Colors Roll? Because when I started as a stylist, people were scared of wearing colors. So I say, stick to three colors, two neutral and one primary or one, one secondary. So if you look at most brands, it follows exactly the same rule, combination of three colors. Sometimes you have less, sometimes you have a bit more. Google is in one of the, um, one of the rare examples. The combination of three colors is great as well to align them with your values. So that's why I explained behind the name of Free Colors, or a bit of a story behind the brand. So yes, yeah, so as I explained, see I'm putting the most important information at the end, at the beginning. Yes, yeah, so this is why we do brand and communication strategy to distinguish uh, yourself. So if you need help in terms of distinguishing your business, that's what we do. Again, something for, remember that your, your strategy is as important as your presentation. What I say and how I present myself is as important. But again, it's where do I go to talk about what I do? Is, so this is your marketing, this is your PR. And again, think about it from a point of view where your audience is, you know, think about it as everybody that you're dealing with is selfish. They want to know what's in it for them, not what's in it for yourself. So don't talk about yourself, talk about what you can do for, to make their life better. And again, I wanted to give you a little tip. So I'm happy to give 10 complimentary strategy, se strategy sessions, I can't speak now, for the first conference that will come to me who are interested in, in me helping them get some support uh, with their brand. Again, I'm quite quick with that. And um, that's it. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>